right, welcome in. HFL Pod, we're back after a uh, producer's mishap last week on Thursday. So It's too bad yeah. it was a good episode. It was decent. <laughs> it was decent. Uh, sitting here this morning, we are Mambo-less. The czar is MIA. Uh, our quote, on-air talent. It's a hot coffee sitting here waiting for him. His boy's sitting here waiting for him. But uh, he's not going to make it in today, so it's just uh, it's myself and the commish. Yes, sir. Charlie's yeah. Angels. I just got to say, uh, after that week, I might be ducking my head a little bit, too. But uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I know he's got a super busy week this week. So uh, we miss uh, J3 today and uh, looking forward to having him back for the next pod. 100%. He's the on-air talent. The special pizzazz and jazz that makes a star. Um, but we got a pretty packed episode today. So much to talk about. Um, just kind of quick NFL news. We're going to do a live react for the commish on the Nick Chubb injury. He hasn't seen it yet. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It is absolutely brutal. So I'm going to play that video for him right now. And he's got a little stake in the game because he's got Chubb in our Dynasty League that started up this year. So I, just I feel your pain, Quattro. Just tell me what you think. Oh! Oh! That's as bad as Seisman's injury back in the day. Yeah. Oh. Just, he had the planted leg, oh. and Fitzpatrick just smashed into it. I mean, oh, knees don't bend like that. No. His, his leg turned into a bigger L than what the Mambo took this week. Oh, I mean, just oh, brutal stuff. So he's done for the year. I think that's already been announced. Um, I might not even put him on IR. I might just go ahead and cut him outright on, uh, just, on the other league. It just sucks. Like, that's kind of a part of the game you never like to see. Um, sucks for fantasy, but it also sucks for Nick Chubb as a person. Unbelievable. Like, I try and keep that in mind, but, you know... Of really, course. just really just goes to show you that anybody can get hurt at any time. I mean, this guy's had an injury history that's been pretty well clean, and then all it takes is one uh, one second, and uh, you're down for the count. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think uh, Austin was showing me on uh, on Twitter like some doctors are like if it's bad enough, like his career could be over, which is crazy. You know, kind of still in his prime, arguably I would say the best pure rusher in the league. Absolutely. I think he's that level. So, obviously, that one was big. Um, Saquon going down for a couple weeks with a knee sprain. Well, that's a shocker. Yeah. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's got the turf toe. Um, you know, he's not going to be right for a few weeks. I think both of them are on Uncle Steve's team. A little bit of a tough look there. Um, Burrow. And we'll get more on the Bengals later. But Burrow, um, I think, re-aggravated his knee. Or no, his calf. His calf. His calf. I have that right. And then, you know, it, it can't be a, a Hall Fantasy uh, Family League week recap without uh, one of the Boondock Striders running backs getting injured. So, <laughs> David Montgomery looks like he'll be down. And I don't know if you caught this. It was pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting back and forth between... Um, Montgomery told reporters as he like limped off Sundays, like, yeah, I might be out a couple weeks looking to do this. And on Monday, Dan Campbell and his presser said, yeah, Monty's day-to-day. I don't really care what he says. This is what he is. 
So, it's the type of grit I need on my team. <laughs> rub, some, rub some dirt in it. Yeah. So, just I, terrible injuries across the league. Like, all, like, obviously, we notice the skill position players more, but just all over the place, just mass injuries. Like, I don't think I ever remember it quite this bad. And not only the skill positions and the fantasy players, but also it seems like there's a rash of injuries on all of the uh, all of the defensive lines, offensive lines. I mean, all over the place you're hearing people are out. And, uh, you know, it might be a problem with how they do preseason. I don't know. But it seems like the injuries are way, way, way up. And, uh, boy, it's going to really uh, show on uh, which teams are deepest. Yeah, so last year we did, a, or last week, sorry, we did a trade reaction. We did have one big trade. Um, we had uh, Calvin Ridley traded um, from the big dogs to the young guns for Devontae Adams. Um, what were your thoughts last week, and has that really changed? I mean, do you have a side of the trade you like better? Well, you know, I thought it was a really fair trade. Um, I like the ceiling of Ridley a little more than Devontae mainly because of the quarterback situations at both teams. I mean, uh, that sounded a lot better before this week's results, but uh, I'm still going to stay there. I mean, uh, this is just one week, and uh, I still like the upside better. Uh, I got your back, uh, Quattro. So. And uh, J3 was also on the Ridley side, but I think he's soured maybe a little bit on that. I don't want to speak for him, but I know he was on the Ridley side last week. <clears throat> I was on the Adams side. Um, just kind of looking at history and what he's done with all of his quarterbacks. I mean, Derek Carr, I think, is a little better than Jimmy G, but I think they're same tier. I'm a tier-based guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I just think Devontae is one of the best receivers in the game. I don't know for how much longer. Um, but at the same time, like that may change just a little bit this week because I think he picked up a concussion too, and we didn't even talk about that. So, I think, once again, pretty fair trade. I'd still probably take the Adams side, but I think it's a discussion. Absolutely. So Good um, trade should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if we hop into the games this week, um, we'll just kind of pick up right where we left off. I mean, the Angels moving to 2-0 and in division, putting a smackdown on the Mambo. Um I mean, just kind of brutal. It was the biggest beatdown of the week, and uh, it was so bad that I actually feel bad gloating a little bit. So, I mean, I feel like I'm adding insult to injury and rubbing a little salt in the wound. So let's just say that this is uh, this is only one week, and I'll take the high road and say, hey, uh, let's look to week three, but uh, I'll be enjoying a lunch sometime this week, I'm sure. That's it. Um, so you move into Seoul first place out there in the, uh, you're in the East, right? I am. And it's about time I got off to a good start because, uh, normally I'm starting one and two or something like that. So yeah, it feels good for a change. Yeah, I, I hear that. And in the other game in your division, what a great game. You know, if Cooper doesn't play, which I full on thought he wasn't going to play, um, you know, the Tropics, I think would have beat the Patriarchs by one. Right, and after after Thursday night, you know, you were thinking when uh, Hawk put up twenty two, you're thinking, man, the Patriarchs have a really good chance here. So, but unfortunately, that's not the way it goes. Uh, Jen drops to zero and two. Um, kind of like, yeah, I like her team a little more than last week. I think Brian Robinson right now is a top three running back in the league. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty scary, but he's uh, he's showing out. Yep, and uh, the Tropics move up to one and one. 
keeping things really interesting out there in the East. I think you guys, once again, have a super good division out there, at least, you know, through two weeks. Um, moving over to the Central, the Rocky puts the smackdown on his own son, uh, each of them moving to one and one. Um, Rocky just picked up so many injuries. <laughs> like, okay, you know, he's got Kyron Williams ready to go on the bench. Um, it's a good place to be. Yeah, but, I mean, if, if Higgins is, or uh, if Amon Ra's a little dinged up, that's not really going to help things. You know, he's still got Higgins and Smith, but, you know, just picked up a lot of injuries. Team is still solid. Um, man, there's another injury we didn't talk about is Waddle. Waddle's yeah. hurt. He's got a concussion, too. Yep. You know, I, looking at the Rockies, though, he's got enough depth there to withstand a couple of injuries until he gets to bye weeks, and then it could, could be an issue, especially depending on what happens with Taylor. I'm not a Kyron fan. Um, I mean, you can't argue with that usage. I just saw a couple of advanced metrics on his rushing attempts that were pretty lousy. Um, I won't go too deep into it, though. Uh, I'm just... I'm bottom, not his guy. Bottom line, you got to have opportunity to score. Yep. He's got opportunity right Shoot, now. Shoot, my RB run is Zach Moss. There's, I'm not a huge Zach Moss guy either. <laughs> yeah. You know, just looking at it, it would have been close if... Uh, oh, you know what? I lied. Never mind. Okay. Oops. Um, other game in that division, and this is the only division now where everybody's 1-1, the Benzers um, took the big dogs to task. And... You know, just kind of a solid all-around performance from the Benzers. And you look at um, his bench, and we were kind of poo-pooing the old receivers. You know, the older receivers earlier this year, they've kind of been showing out. Like, you look at his lineup, Thielen, great night last night, Lockett. I mean, it's the Lions, so you put maybe an asterisk there. But, I hear um, you. I hear you. He had a great game. You know, uh, Thomas looks decent. Uh, Mike Williams and, and Pittman, I mean – can't argue with the number of receptions they had. Um, and then you look at our teams. Mike Evans is no spring chicken. He's been dominant this year. Um, Keenan Allen looks really, really good. He had a great week. Um, so just kind of something interesting that I noticed uh, as I was watching the games this week and looking at fantasy scores. But uh, Uncle Mike just had a solid performance all the way around. How about the Cowboys defense, man? Like, I'm not one to pick defenses early, but they might be an absolute steal. I mean, they could be a league winner. Yeah. I mean, for real. Like, there's not... They're just so fast. So talented. Um, moving over uh, to my division, um, the West. Uh, Corey just had a tough week, man. Like, he, I still like his team, but I think there's a lot to be concerned about with a couple of his guys. Um, yeah, I mean... Just a tough week for him. There's not really anything else to say. You know, sometimes you just you, you just have that week and you just got to move through it, but not panic, not hit that panic button. So, but, uh, you know, losing uh, Eckler hurts, and uh, at least he had his backup, but boy. Ugh. I mean, that's a fair take, right? And I think he's got kind of the bench to, uh, to overcome it too, but, um, yeah, I just, just, just a tough week, but I'll take it. I'll tell you what, I moved to uh, 2-0, uh, head of the West right now, and uh, we'll move over to the last game, uh, and the Hillbillies kind of come back from a rough week one, put up a really nice score, and just beat the pants off the Young Guns. 
and you you got to feel a little bit for Jerry this week. Like this is kind of a welcome to the league rookie <laughs> like type of move. I mean, he moves to 0 and 2 uh and picks up just some horrible injuries. We talked about Chubb already. Um, I mean, he's gone. DK is questionable for week two. ETN's going to be fine, but um, it just sucks. I mean, that's that's insult to injury right yeah. there. I mean, uh, that's piling on for sure. Plus, he's probably worried about his trade a little bit. Nah. Oof. Yeah, so, but I think he's still got some, some pieces. You know, the season's not over. Right, we've had uh, like McCaffrey and Saquon go down in week one for the year before. You know, the the year's not over. J four, hang in there, man. Um, so uh, if we go ahead and just do kind of a standings looking, we'll jump to the Fab reaction um, afterwards. Uh, we talked about it. There's uh, two two and O teams left. Um, and they're sitting at uh, this table. Wow, we're both at HFL Central. Who knew? Let's go. Um, it's funny though, like I do have the um, most points for, but I also have like a lot like lower points against than most other people, right? And you're kind of in the same boat. Like it's us and we both have good points for, right? I think we're top two or no, we're uh, two of the top three with Austin. Yeah, but you know... Uh... <laughs> You know, like when you really look at it, uh, last week in particular, uh, the each week usually the losers are going to lose to all of the winners and vice versa. So, like last week, the best scoring losing team would have still lost to the worst scoring winning team. And this week, it's pretty close too. I mean, uh, the big dogs did pretty good with 121, and the patriarchs had 123, but the the worst score on the winning teams was 118. So even then, it was still close. So it's not like somebody's getting the second best score uh, of the week and losing. I mean, both of those teams would have still lost to, what, five of the six? Yeah. Other teams. So I don't think uh, I don't think points for and against is really mattering too much right now. Yeah. So it's kind of impossible to do a playoff picture right now because we've all been in division. Haven't done head-to-heads yet. Um, so I think the power ranking presents a pretty cool... Um, way of looking at things um, without Jerry's uh, Fantasy Pros forecast. Um, so right now the, the top four are um, myself, you, uh, really on the, a lot of that on the back of record, um, the big dogs, uh, and the Benzers, right? Um, so then we go to the Tropics, um, Scott's team, Scott, man, really big bounce back week for him. Um, Right behind him is the guy that whooped his ass this week, uh, his dad, uh, Rocky. Then we have the Mambo and the bad guys. Kind of the fall from grace tier there. Um, still like their teams. Still think they're uh, really good teams, but just a tough week. Is High so, ceilings and low floors. Yep. Tough. It's, it's just a tough week. You know, one tough week, two weeks into the season, drags you way down. Um, then the Hillbillies, huge bounce back week for them. Uh, the Patriarchs and the Young Guns. And once again, that's kind of off the back of record. You know, you look at the Patriarchs and she scored um, like the sixth most points, uh-huh. you know, or, or seventh most points. So like not egregious by any means there. Um, so just kind of think that's kind of a, a cool way of looking at things. And like, you know, record is only weighted so much there. Yeah, know? but power rankings really can be skewed so fast. 
from week to week when yes. it's early in the season. And really don't get a good look at it until you get late in the season yeah. where you have a bigger sample size of... Uh, I don't think I have the best team in the league. Yeah. I don't think I quite have close to the best team in the league right now. Me. So, um, but here we are. Yeah. So uh, just kind of an interesting thing to look at. So what did you what did you think one weekend and we're about to do week two? What do you what are your honest thoughts on Fab so far? Well, you know, I think Fab is going to be the people that have been outbid probably aren't going to like it, and the people that uh, that have bid correctly but barely overbid somebody else is probably going to love it. So it does make an interesting uh, dynamic that could be enjoyable, but it's so foreign to me right now that I'm struggling with it. To be honest with you. I'm not sure how much to bid or win. Uh, do I go all in? I mean, it's difficult questions. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the um, there's like two terms that come to mind to me. The first one is interesting. Like, I woke up last Tuesday at like four in the morning and, you know, just because I woke up, right? Like, I didn't set an alarm or anything, but I was like, huh, I wonder who I got. You know, I wonder what happened, you know, just was super excited to look at it, right? So I, I think it's super interesting. And the second thing that I think it does um, is it, it's like a really cool, um, it's a really cool way of like developing skill expression. Like I think those people who um, really care and really look in and really listen to stuff, are going to do better because of fab um, than they otherwise probably would have. And I think there's a real argument to be made like, hey, the worst teams are getting the short end of the stick here. Like, I hear that. But I enjoy the thinking about it, you know, the how much am I going to bid on this player? How much do I think other teams are going to bid on this player? Um, Enough to where I think it outweighs that. Right? And... Some people might say I'm biased, like, yeah, like, if we did it the normal way, I'd be 12th this week, but I just think it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, All I know is uh, J4 is is finding out that uh, we really have a pretty good league, and it's a tough league for sure, Uh, but I am concerned that it's going to hurt competitive balance a little bit. Right, but I think everybody in this league is so competitive, like, I think even more than our Dynasty League, right? And I would say that's a skilled league, but... You and I did the draft for J3 in his in his money redraft league, and it's insane how much better our league is than, you know. It really is. But I tell you what, for somebody like the Young Guns that just lost Nick Chubb, you know, something tells me that it would be pretty fair for him to have a better shot than everybody else to get a top-notch replacement this week, whether it's Brita or the, the guy that's backing up Nick Chubb or whoever else he wants, to really help save the season a little bit. I think that's a great point, and I'm not going to say, like, it's the same, because it's not, but I've now lost both of my starting running backs, and I would have no shot at a good replacement. And I am 2-0, so you're right. It's still unfair. I was going to say, give me some crocodile (laughs) tears, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just, I just like it because it's interesting. And I think as 12 skilled players which I think our league has, I'll say it. I'll say it. We've been talking about this at work. Like, our league is super good, like, through and through. You know, all the way from you and Uncle Steve to Scott. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Bang! Uh, but no, we have a competitive league, and I think the fab fits our competitiveness and kind of ups the ante there. Well, I hear the other arguments. I hear the unfairness arguments, but I just love the in, the interesting of it. Well, let's help everybody embraces it the way you do. Yeah. Because we will be having a vote on returning next year. So let's hope that uh, people find the change enjoyable. And, and if we... I start sucking, I'll hate it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All I know is I got outbid between the two leagues five times last week. And once by one uh, $1. So, mm. Was that in our league or the it, other league? It was in our league. Who'd you bid for? I bid for, well, they're not looking so good now, but the, the defense in Cleveland. Bill got them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new segment this week. We're going to call it the panic meter. So we're just going to go through some players and kind of uh, talk about whether we think we should be panicked. Whoever owns them should be panicked. Or um, if everything is still just kind of cool as a cucumber. All right? So the first name I have on here is Jameer Gibbs. You saw Monty go out. Best running back in the league. F you, Bill. Uh, just kidding. Um, we saw Monty go out. And instead of Gibbs getting all the touches, Craig Reynolds came in and played running back. So that's kind of an area of concern. What do you think? You know, uh, I'm not worried about Gibbs at all. Okay. Uh, you know, he's a rookie. He's still finding his place on the team. And everybody can say, oh, Greg Reynolds came in and he played running back. Well, sure, he did. But Gibbs was still in there. Gibbs was still getting his touches. Uh, they're just finding, uh, they're finding the place for him. And I'm not worried about him at all. I think uh, as the season goes on, he's going to become more and more involved. So if you got to worry about uh, Reynolds taking your spot, you got bigger problems than... Uh, so yeah. he's got the skill and it'll show. Come on, Craig. Any uh, Lockdown Lions fans out there, you'll get that reference. Um, yeah, I have like 1 to 10, I'd say I'm like a 5 or 4 with Gibbs. It's not the usage I thought it would be. I've seen a couple pretty funny memes out there. It's like, Ben Johnson, we're going to use Gibbs in ways that people don't expect. And then the next thing is a picture of the bench. <laughs> so like stuff like that is pretty funny. But I do think he'll be used a little more. But he did not look good last week. Week one, he looked special every time he touched the ball. Last week, a little bit less so. But I'd say just moderate concern with the usage. I mean, it hurt a little bit that Swift outscored Gibbs and Montgomery combined. Yeah. Just saying. 100%. It hurts. Um, the next kind of grouping is the Bengals offense. You know, you saw T. Higgins have a resurgent week. But, like, Mixon, Ben... Spectacularly Meh. Nice. Um, Chase, really rough start of the season. Burrow, re-injured again, has not looked good at all. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, it, uh, you know, sometimes an injury like, uh, like Chubb can take down a whole offense because he's the focal point, but I think it's even worse when it comes to the quarterback. When your quarterback's not playing good, everybody gets a downgrade, and that's what's happening with the Bengals right now. So we're just going to have to, you know, Burrow's a supreme talent, and I love him, and uh, he's, you know, I'm a Burrow's guy, but uh, if he's not right, it's kind of showing, he hurts the value of everybody else, including Jamar Chase. Yeah. And Higgins. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, what about Josh Jacobs? Well, you can see what not playing in the in the preseason does for you, doesn't it? I mean, uh, you got to love his usage and everything. I don't have uh, I don't have a horse in uh, 
I don't have Jacobs in this league, but I've got him in the other leagues, and I'm supremely confident that he's gonna that he's gonna be a fantasy force throughout the season. They've had a lot of changes there at quarterback, um, and uh, I think he's gonna be fine, even if he did have negative rushing yards for uh, for uh, a whole game, which is rough. Yeah, yeah, um, some concern there, but the big one for me, Justin Fields. Ooh. Ooh, and he's on my team. Mm. But luckily, I didn't play him, and I played, yes, Jared Goff. And he came through for me. I was worried about him at the draft, and that's why I'm carrying three quarterbacks right now. But you know what? If he turns it around, he could be special. So anybody that can run the ball like him, if he finds his stride. But uh, I was worried about it, and that's why I'm carrying three. To me, it's sound the alarm there. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, abandoned ship. That's just for me. There's I a just, reason why he got benched. Yeah, I just for the Hall of Fields hype that's been coming out of Chicago. Uh, he just he can't throw the ball. He can't. Uh, what What's the odds, Trev, that uh, that uh, Chicago takes a quarterback with their number one pick next year? Depends on what pick it is. Oh, let's say it's top three. If three, I'd say no. But if top two, I, th- I could see it. I think Caleb Williams and Drake May are that talented. Um, The last one, um, A.J. Brown. He's on my team. Kind of a dud week last week. And he once, like, I think he had 11 week one. So a a very meh performance from where I drafted him. Um, What are your thoughts on him? Well, you know, I think we're right back to the Jamar Chase and uh, uh, situation. Because really, uh, Hurts has not played that well this year. I mean, he's done okay for fantasy because he's had a couple of uh, one-yard tush pushes. But really, when it comes down to it, I think uh, I think he's hurting just like his quarterback is a little bit. Yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. I don't think Brown is hurt. I saw something about Hurts being dinged up. I think it was something from Donovan McNabb. I might have missed that on purpose. Um, but I'm not concerned about it. Nah. The targets have been there. Um Another new segment we're going to try and do on Tuesdays is uh, we're going to do like a listener comment section. Um, and we do have one this week. It kind of stinks that uh, it kind of stinks that the Mambo's not here because the uh, question is, what is the Mambo's plan to rebuild their team? And that is from uh, an Austin and Gross Point. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll get that answered. Uh, you know, should we try and answer that for them? It's over. <laughs> he is screwed. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It stinks that he's not here, but uh, it does. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get to that on Thursday. But if you guys ever have any questions or comments or something funny or you know theoretical trades that you want us to go over, um, let us know because that should be uh, that would be a fun way to get everybody involved. Um, I don't really have the heart to talk about the Lions. I oh, just, come on. It's just one week. I just don't. With all the injuries last night, CJ Gardner-Johnson probably out for the season. Pascal, Houston. Vitae. I'm not even going to try and pronounce Vitae's first name. Uh, all them going hurt. It just it looks rough, and they have two tough games. You forgot about Montgomery. You know, he's in there, too. It was a happy accident that I forgot about him. You know, uh, the bottom line is... is uh, you know, the Lions were talking about how hard it was to make cuts this year, how hard it was to get down to the 53-man roster. Hey, everybody's got injuries. 
So this is where you uh, you show that you've got the depth to uh, overcome this stuff. Every team has to do it. And, uh, you know, week two was just week two. And they can come back and win. So, I mean, it's a roller coaster ride sometimes, but uh, they played well enough to win. They just lost because of the turnovers. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Um, got the 2-0 Falcons coming in. Going to test that run defense. If you can't stop the run with that team, you're not going to win. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope Jack Campbell has a has an actual day. I think their uh, I think their opponents. I think Green Bay had the ball for like 17 minutes. That's crazy. In week two. If that's true. That's nuts. And I think that they had more rushing plays than Green Bay had plays total. Yeah. I'd have to check that to make sure, but I remember hearing that somewhere. Oh my so, and if you do that, that's a decent defense that they ran the ball on. Yeah. So we'll see how they do. Oh my God, Bijan looks so good. <laughs> he looks, he's so fun to watch. He is so fun to watch. So hopefully Gibbs can turn into that too. It would be nice. All right, guys. Uh, that's kind of all we have for uh, this week. Uh, expect an episode on Thursday. Um, just uh, previewing week three. As yeah. we do our last of the first round of divisional games. Um, it's an important week. Like, you get to those week 12, 13, 14 games when you're back in division, and, like, stuff is serious, but these games mean just as much. They do. They so do. It's it's a good way to uh, to get ahead, or it's a good way to dig kind of a hole that, you know, is really tough to climb out of. Yeah. And you got to remember, back when we were picking the teams that we liked playing the least, we were all picking divisional games. Yep. That's, so. that's how much it matters. So, all right, everybody, have a great week. Um... I am officially interested in trading. I need running backs. So if you need a quarterback or you need a wide receiver, hit up the Striders. All right? Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody.